The views expressed in our Trap Talk podcast are those of the individual participants only and do not necessarily express the views of the Lambda Chi Alpha fraternity or its chapters or members. Our Trap Talk podcasts are intended to be as open and honest with our members as possible, but we acknowledge that certain topics may be sensitive, graphic, or emotionally challenging. Please use your own discretion to avoid any material that you may find potentially painful or difficult. Hey, Taylor. Hey, Mike. How's it going? It's going great. That is great to hear. <laughs> well, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm excited um, for recording this podcast. Um, this episode, you know, we're talking to our C-suite members. We are. Um, so we, we haven't done that in a while. And we're just going to get a really good update on, you know, what's going on in Lambda Chi Alpha? What, what has been happening this past fiscal year? What are we looking to do in the future? Um, and really just give that snapshot uh, for our listeners and our members. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to, to have these conversations yeah. and, and get everyone in the same room for once. So, yes. <laughs> uh, so it'll, it'll be good. Yeah. You want to get into it? Let's do it. And welcome back to the Chop Talk Podcast. My name is Michael Cover, joined as always by the lovely Taylor Weitzer. Hi, hello. How's it going? It's going great. How are you? I'm doing swell. Yeah? Always. Okay. Well, that's great. I'm, well, I'm glad that you're doing swell. <laughs> Why is that? Um, because we haven't done a podcast in a while, so I'm a little excited to uh, yeah. to be joined by a few special guests. Do you want to kind of announce and, and talk about what we're doing today? Oh, sure. Yeah. So it's been a, it's been a minute since we've done um, a C-suite update. Yeah. Uh, just kind of looking at the fraternity as a whole, as an organization, what we've been doing, what we're planning on doing. We are joined by Chief Growth Officer Doug Derringer. It's now innovation. Is it? Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Dude, right. we're, going, we're going live. We're doing well. <laughs> so good. Okay. Rusty. Are you guys saying you Buckets. haven't done this in a while? It's been, um, been a hot minute. It, yeah, it's been a couple months. It'll be Chief Growth Officer next week. Yeah. <laughs> it just depends on, it depends on, on, on my name tag. Right, right. Which one I pull out of the socket. <laughs> okay, here we go. We are joined today by Crete. <laughs> Maybe you should introduce them. No, you got this. You've got this. Jump Thank in, Taylor. Jump. All right. We are joined today by Chief Innovation Officer Doug Derringer, Chief Operating Officer Justin Fisher, and the one and only Chief Executive Officer Troy Medley. Welcome. Thank we're, you. We're also doing swell. We are doing swell. That's I'm glad it. to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, we just wanted to bring you guys on. Um, like I said, see how everything's going with the fraternity. There have been a lot of, lot of good things happening. Mm -hmm. uh, we've had a general assembly. Um, we have had a high alpha summit and Neville Advisors College. We've been doing a ton of programming, um, lots of cool programs coming out. So, yeah, we just wanted to catch up with you guys since we haven't haven't done a C-suite update in quite a bit. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to start with Justin and operations. And uh, why don't you tell us, you know, a little bit about what's been going on and some some big wins, maybe some challenges. Um, what have you been looking looking forward to? Yeah, so operations, uh, a lot of things are going on. So we have uh, some newer team members. Mm -hmm. uh, and so always great to welcome new team members uh, to the team and into the fold. So that's been a, a big win. Um, coming post General Assembly, uh, it was unlike anything that I've seen. I've worked here for 12 years and the amount of positive energy mm -hmm. and joy, just joy that people got to be together, that we were together as a brotherhood, that we got to celebrate Lambda Chi. Uh, it was amazing. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that really carried us through the fall. We heard a ton of great positive feedback about how much fun and enjoyment was had uh, in Scottsdale at General Assembly. So that was a, a very, very big win. Yeah. Um, we are growing as an organization. That is a huge win. Um, you know, I think anyone that works here, uh, anyone that believes in Lambda Chi, uh, believes in what we have and the membership experience. And so uh, it is always a great sign to see that replicated uh, and see that uh, other people are finding value in what we have. Um, so that was another big win. We're yeah. continuing to see that through the spring. So we're actually ahead right now as as opposed to where we were last year uh, in both collegiate brother numbers and associate members. So yeah. that is a very, very big win. Um, brotherhood survey. This is our third year doing the brotherhood survey. Uh, over 80% completion. So we again awesome. set a yeah. new record uh, in terms of completion. Uh, and our brothers have been 
instrumental in their dedication uh, to providing that information. Mm -hmm. Uh, That enables us to look at trends, uh, to look at what's going on in each individual chapter. How can we best provide uh, the best support, the best resources to help them have the greatest experience that they can have? Mm -hmm. Uh, And so uh, that was another, another great win. And then High Alpha Summit uh, this past January was another big win. Uh, We had over 160 chapters represented. Uh, Over 150 brothers have earned a badge through Leadership Skills Certification Academy. That's fantastic. Uh, Which is a, again, for those who are not familiar, uh, that is a program that we have developed Mm -hmm. uh, in the effort of increasing uh, officer competence. And so basically we want to... We want to make it easier for officers to be successful. Yeah. Uh, and so this this is what that program does. The fact that we're seeing these numbers increase uh, means that our brothers, our leaders at the collegiate level are engaging with this material and then finding it useful. So this is all, all with the vision of ensuring that our men can have the best experience possible Definitely. Uh, at the local level. Yeah. So you mentioned that us as an organization, we have been growing, you know, which is fantastic. Right. So in your opinion, what has factored into that, um, you know, that number going up that we've seen? I think there's a couple things that have uh, have occurred over the past couple of years. Uh, the big I would say the big item is we really took a hard look at what is our value offering? Mm-hmm. What does Lamb Nakai have to offer uh, a collegiate male and how are we differentiating that value offering from other opportunities, whether it be other fraternities, other student clubs, uh, anything else that they may come across? And so that's really why uh, this personal and professional development um, in terms of competence and character has really been a huge factor in everything that we focus on is designed around those things. So right. how can we improve that? Uh, and then the other factor is that we've really taken a professional sales approach to how we train our students to recruit, Mm -hmm. right? We want this to be a 365 constantly ongoing process in which how do we identify the best men that can fit into our chapters, the best men uh, that have the character requirements to be a Lambda Chi, and then how do we come into touch with those men and introduce them uh, to the experience? And so those are, are two factors I think that have really led uh, to our growth as an organization. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and you also mentioned the brotherhood survey, this being kind of the third year that we, we have started implementing that with an 80% completion rate, which is fantastic. I don't think many organizations are seeing such high completion rates. Um, wh- what are we getting from that? What are chapters getting from the results of that survey and, and how can they apply that to um, the chapter overall? Mm-hmm. So we really equip uh, the chapter coaches and our chapter support and wellness team in general uh, with that information. And so uh, it is fairly lengthy. I will I think it's 45 minutes at least uh, to complete it. Uh, but basically that data helps us understand. It's like slicing an onion, mm-hmm. right? So you can kind of see, peel back the layers and see what's going on within a chapter. Uh, how it's helped us is because it's our third year. We've been able to look over the past three years. And so um, let's say one of the the factors that we measure is like a sense of belonging. Mm -hmm. So if we see that either increase or decrease, that enables us to ask more specific questions about what is going on within the chapter? Uh, What changes have you implemented? You know, if it's growing up, which is what we want to see, what are you doing differently? You know, how can we replicate this other places? How can we put you in touch with other chapters and you can kind of share your best practices in the hopes of uh, raising their belonging? And on the flip side, I think it helps us identify, okay, we are starting to see um, some alarming changes of maybe we need to intervene and have a, a more direct conversation about what's going on because we don't want you uh, to either suffer in performance or have the chapter uh, fall into a place where they're facing disciplinary issues or other other sort of issues that may harm the experience. But we can intervene sooner and say, hey, let's have a conversation. Let's get, you know, officers, let's get uh, advisors, let's get campus-based professionals involved. We can all kind of talk about this and figure out how do we avoid uh, potentially any sort of negative consequences. 
Well, and I think that that also helps tell our story as Lambda Chi Alpha. And from a marketing perspective, you know, in, in my job, that helps me determine what do we need to tell um, you know, alumni, students, and how do we get our message across in the in the best way? So that's, you know, it's a twofold, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been super useful. And so the last thing I want to hit on um, that you mentioned, Justin, is uh, this idea of conferences and experiences. So I feel like in the last, I would say, year to two years, mm-hmm. um, our conferences have really turned into experiences. Yeah. You know, our, our team does such a good job of planning, um, you know, curating that curriculum. And it's just, it's amazing to see, like you said at GA, um, I was not there in person, but from what I heard, it just was a fantastic time, you know, and, and, and time for brothers to come together and learn from each other. So what do you think, Justin, and and anyone can jump in too, how have we kind of shifted away from, uh, you know, oh, this is just a conference, like I have to go to this, to something that people want to go to? I think it, it really starts with being more intentional with what are the outcomes of this conference? Can we clearly define them and what success looks like? You know, if we're going to have this event, right, we're going to be together for three days. How can we maximize the impact Sure. For every single person that goes there. Right. You know, one of the things that we talk about here at the office is that for a lot of our brothers, that this will be the <laughs> only time they interact uh, with the global Zeta right. on, on that kind of stage at that kind of level. And so we want to make sure that they have a great experience, right? Mm-hmm. That getting to meet brothers from all across North America and hear about their experiences and, and how they're similar and how they're different, um, you know, getting to hear an alumnus talk about how this is the first ritual he's seen in 40 years and mm-hmm. how it brought back so many memories. And uh, there were things that he'd forgotten that he had known and uh, how impactful that was. And he was just so happy to be here. I mean, those are the kind of things that, you know, I think we've done a really good job of leveraging technology and making sure that we're being efficient and effective right. uh, with what we spend and how we, you know, use our resources. But those kind of experiences are irreplaceable. Like you cannot replicate that. And so uh, if we're going to be together, we try to figure out how do we maximize that for every single attendee? How do we make sure everyone walks away feeling like I was blown away? This blew my expectations out of the water. Uh, I can't wait for the next one. Yeah, absolutely. Does anyone else have anything to say on that? I think from an experience standpoint, you know, when you when you join a fraternity, you join Lambda Chi or yeah. wherever, you're looking for an experience, right? And right. it's incumbent on us to be able to give an experience, regardless of what office you hold. Mm-hmm. Even though, yeah, from a general assembly standpoint, where it's more, you know, for certain offices or whatever, um, that's what innovation is here to do: is to provide an experience for everyone and 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 try to figure out how do we take those experiences to the members. And so that's the kind of things that we think about in the office as well. Yeah. And one of our long-term areas of emphasis is driving a customer service mentality throughout the entire office administration. Right. With the, with the, uh, the old lesson that nobody remembers what you say, they remember how you make them feel Yeah, is our primary driver. And you could probably send a survey out to everybody that attended and they might remember one or two things sure. that was relayed to them in terms of messaging, but they'll all remember how we made them feel. And that is, that is key, especially in a, in a relational organization like ours. Definitely. It doesn't matter what we say. It matters how, what we do and how we behave and how we treat one another. Absolutely. I would say too, is I, I think we as an organization have, have really adapted um, to the current undergraduate student. Mm-hmm. So I, I think we are understanding more of what their needs are and really kind of catering our, our curriculum. And then the way we uh, present that to them and, and show them, I feel like we've really adapted as an organization, even over the last, I've been here eight years now and, and, and things have significantly changed. And, and yeah. I, I think it's, it's for the better. And I, I totally agree with Troy on the customer service aspect. I think that's something that is such a high priority for the organization now is, is every interaction you have with somebody, make it a meaningful one. Yeah. Uh, well, Mike, it really helps when you have a 50 year old plus CEO to you know, we're just down with the young people. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Totally. <laughs> You're hip. <laughs> 
That's what your daughter said. <laughs> Doesn't get any hipper than this. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think you're right. And I think, you know, going back to what Justin said of, you know, a lot of these interactions and experiences are the only touch point that a lot of our brothers will have with, you know, the global Zeta. Um, so making it meaningful, making it an experience. Um, I, I like what you said, Mike, about we're kind of catering to uh, the undergraduate. And I see that in a lot of our programs and, you know, hitting some of the officers that we haven't really interacted with, you know, like high Kappa, high fi. Um, and that's, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Justin. Um, so I wanted to move on, uh, to innovation, speaking of innovation and Doug. Um, so give us an overview of what the past year has looked like for you. Um, and some of those, those big wins from an innovation standpoint. So for what I had talked about before, it's about the experience and taking the experience to the member. And Justin talked a little bit about the leadership skills and the ideal man. Mm -hmm. Those are big wins because those are things that just don't happen overnight. And so as we built them and as we continue to hone them. Now we're getting the engagement that we're seeing that in getting the responses from folks that allow us to make it better and to make it more um, appropriate for what they want to use it for. Yeah. Um, and so from that standpoint, that's a huge win for us from an innovation standpoint. And so we're taking that and we're taking the research that we have and learning more and more about our members. And we're, we're coming out and looking at different things that, mm-hmm. that, again, are relevant to them and relevant to the sustainability of long term. Um, And so you're going to see a refresh on the website. Yep. And so the whole reason behind that is because we're looking to have a better message to the parents, Mm -hmm. better message to our alumni of all the resources and support that we provide. Yep. Um, But also, too, the look is just a little bit different, but it's it's kind of cool. So it'll be exciting to see that come out. The other thing that we're doing that is Right, we're doing it right now, but we're getting ready to roll out a focus group, and that's on um, a product called Circle 1909, which mm-hmm. is an alumni subscription. And this is a marketplace subscription where um, it's uh, $10 a month, mm-hmm. and the alumni then will have access to premium um, products within a marketplace. Yeah. But all those proceeds actually go back into programming uh, to, sit, to help freeze the dues. Um, so th- these monies are going back and they're supporting the undergraduate experience. That sounds cool. How much do undergraduate collegiate members have to pay for that? Well, that's a good question, Troy. And I'm <laughs> glad you brought that up because it's free. And as long as you're enrolled into Lambda Online, you can get that access for free. What kind of cool stuff can wow. I get? So you get cool <laughs> stuff like Ray-Ban sunglasses. You get Toomey bags. You can get... Um, I got an amazing solo stove, a solo stove, even with Lambda Kai on it. Um, but also too, it's got upskilling. It's mm-hmm. got uh, products on there. If you're wanting to go to grad school or you want to prepare for that, it's test prep. So there's some upskilling, there's certification as well as a marketplace on there for um, just goods that you typically would buy every day. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Cool. <laughs> uh, the other thing, too, that we're doing from an innovation standpoint is we've got some new programs coming down on the philanthropic side. Sure. And I'm just going to tease the fact that it's going to be super cool and it's very competitive, okay. for, especially for November. So this year is going to be really exciting. Uh, think of a all exclusive trip for an international getaway. Ooh, that's what I'm going to leave you with. So, um, we're <laughs> can gonna I have, participate? We're going to have big prizes <laughs> given away for this year's November. Nice. Um, so it's it's going to be really exciting. And then also we're um, in the process of inking a national deal with the American Red Cross. Yeah. And so uh, keep the Thetas need to keep their eyes and ears open for um, those opportunities because that's that's a great way to uh, show off our service and and give back to our community, which is what we're about. Yeah, I mean, and at <clears throat> High Alpha Summit, we donated forty seven forty seven units of blood. Yeah, uh, saved over one hundred and forty one uh, lives. Yeah, which is amazing. Yeah, just so. in just in a few hours. Yeah, <laughs> imagine what we can do in a whole year. Oh yes. my gosh. Yeah, and in every location. And so these are the types of things from an innovation standpoint that you you got to crawl before you walk, right? Yes, and so absolutely. These are programs that we're testing in certain areas and we're piloting. And you know, we're again we're trying to to maintain within the values that we have mm-hmm. and bring up programs that that equal those values. And one shameless plug, one last one, and that is the Crossing Crescent is hey. coming out again. Yes, on servitude, right? 
Yes. Absolutely. Let's say service. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. So that'll that'll be hitting mailboxes probably beginning of March, I would say. Um, but yeah, it's, it's an exciting publication. I feel like it, I mean, this is a shameless plug for, for me, but like, I feel like it just keeps getting better and better. And this, this team has a lot of good things going in, uh, a lot of good things to say. So I think it is the premier magazine in our industry. It is amazing. You guys are doing a great job. Thank you, Char. Appreciate it. Uh, so Doug, with all of these cool things happening, all of these areas of innovation, what have you heard from uh, you know, our undergraduates, our alumni, how, what's, what's been that feedback so far that you've heard? Um, it's, it's interesting because there's still, you know, a lot of, a lot of folks thinks it's, they think it's really cool. Right. Yeah. And they really appreciate it. But then others are looking at it going, okay, well, I'm going to wait and see how this goes. And so you have those two types of groups that are going in there, but more and more, we're getting so much positive feedback that now our engagement is starting to to capitalize very yeah. quickly. And so it, it's just a part of the adoption process. Mm -hmm. But the, but what we've heard from both high pie or from all of high pies from our alumni base, um, everybody is really, really excited about what we've done. Mm -hmm. And I think they're going to be extremely excited what we're going to do in the next few months. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot coming out. You it know, is. it's it's a lot of exciting stuff, a lot of um you know, really just cool things that I I haven't seen, you know, other places. Um, and it's it's pretty cool that we get to develop that and and innovate, you know. So well it's interesting in higher education, everybody else is is extending their brand. Yeah. And for some reason the Greek space has been kind of resistant to ex expand their brand, right? Why do you think that is? Um, I, I just think it's just a matter of knowing how to do it sure. and to who to partner with to allow them to do it. Yeah, it's a big one. And so with Troy's vision of, you know, having folks to think outside the box, mm -hmm. you know, now you can take a step back and you, you look at it and say, okay, how do we make this, um, this brand extend? But the whole point of that is so that we can generate um, opportunities and revenue that will help support yeah. more growth in within our programming, more growth within um, our membership because the dues are you know either frozen or they could be lowered possibly. Yeah. But but at the end of the day, we're trying to extend this experience to everyone possible. Yeah. And so it's it's a matter of you know taking that opportunity and displaying that, and you'll see others follow. Sure. Sure. The one thing I like about the innovation team, like my my position here at the Office of Administration aside, like being alumnus of this organization is it feels like Lambda Chi is using its membership and its base is, is like a learning lab and, and yeah. really trying new things and really trying to figure out a new way to to, to push out membership. Right. right. And right. how do we how do we create that community and, and all of that? And and so I think it's, it's very interesting just to see some of the things that have worked, have not worked. How have we tweaked it uh, moving forward? So it's very cool from an alumnus perspective to see all of the things that we're rolling out. Yeah, uh, because the landscape is changing. Oh, definitely. Um, it has changed a lot over the last five years, especially with COVID and and trying to create virtual environments for things. And so it's very interesting just to see how how we've made those changes and, and really started rolling out some some really cool programs. Yeah. Well, and I feel like we're we're really listening to our members, too, and, and what they want and what they want to see. Um, and that's I feel like that's been that's been a challenge in the past years of, you know, providing that premier experience and and listening to them about what they want to see from us. You know, so I think that we we really are tapping into that, um, you know, like with Circle 1909, I think of, you know, testing it and that's going to be really cool to hear feedback for that. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I think that that's that's a huge piece as well. Mm -hmm. But I also think when you have others, others in our community that yeah. are mimicking what we're doing. Absolutely. Maybe not 100 percent, but they're trying things that we're we're doing and at a smaller scale is um, it's kind of a message of saying, yes, we're on the right track. Yeah. Like you're, you're doing it right. Yeah, absolutely. So, Doug, what challenges have you kind of run into or what what are we looking to kind of overcome in the in the coming year well it, challenges are i mean that's that's kind of a weird approach it's not really a challenge it's the ability to to have a vision mm -hmm. and an ability to at least in my world 
to have others buy into your vision. Right. Because it's because it's it's about taking a Greek product and expanding it yeah. and, and scaling it. It's not in a certain location. It's across the board. Mm -hmm. And so that's always been the challenge and always will be the challenge. For sure. How do you make it relevant to the marketplace, relevant to your membership, as well as your alumni, but also relevant to the community? And mm -hmm. so there's a lot of things that you that you battle with, aside from all the, you know, the blocking and tackling and things of that <laughs> nature. But at the end of the day, those are the real big challenges. Sure. And so you have to make sure it fits within a vision but fits within your values. And so yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of pieces that have to come together when you're thinking about this. Right. And I think that that goes back to what you said of this is you got to crawl before you walk. Right. Right. Um, this has been a process and, and it continues to be a process to make sure that it's right and it fits in with everything we're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. Beautiful. Mikey boy, it's your turn. <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, I'm not. I don't like usually being the one who has to talk. I, I know you like to be the one who asks the questions. I do. But I, I like being on the other side of the microphone. I know. Now you're in the hot seat. Yeah, I am. Um, so from the IT department, there's been a lot of things that we have been working on um, over the last um, six to twelve months now. Yeah. At this point, right. Um, I guess kind of looking back, I was told not too long ago uh, that we needed to create um, a place for our members to log into um, where all of their resources and everything are accessible to them from the palm of their hand. Mm -hmm. Right. That was that was Lambda Online version one. Right. Um, and we, we really created that architecture and made it something easy to use, um, accessible to all members. Um, and, and so what we did after we got the framework down is we redesigned it. Uh, we made it look better. Yeah. We designed a mobile application that is just great to look at, easy to use, and has everything in the palm of their hands, which was the mission, right? Yeah. Um, so so now what we're doing is, is we're, we're taking feedback from from undergraduates, our coaching team, um, te members at the Office of Administration, on, on what else do we want to see this application do. Sure. Um, and so I work with the development team on a monthly basis, and we decide really what is the highest priority items to develop. And mm -hmm. so um, we've rolled out um, document libraries. We've rolled out messaging push notifications to our members. And, and really what we're looking at now is how do we target those messages um, to specific officers? Right. Um, so that's kind of the next iteration of, of push notifications is how do we really start tailoring it, our messaging directly to um, the officers themselves? And the really cool thing about the messaging is we don't have to worry about email. No one likes email. Um <laughs> I, I speaking for myself here. Right. I hate email. Yeah, I was just saying most people in this room, I imagine, don't like email, and I think True. that's a very uh, common feel across the board. Yeah, and so, yeah. how can we deliver the same content um, via a device instead of an email? Right. Sure. Um, so that's really one of the big things. I've been working with the innovation team on, on Circle nineteen oh nine and developing what that platform looks like. So it's been. Yeah. Um, a really cool experience. And absolutely and the next thing and, and things that I, I've been being told, I've been told by our membership is, is we need to grow and change, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Technology is ever changing. It, that is something that's one of the reasons why I love what I do um, is because it's always changing and we need to adapt to it. And so we need to be in step with our members. Yeah. Um, and, and some of the current systems that we have may not be up to par with what we're trying to do anymore. So uh, we're, we're, we're getting a group together to start looking at our, our technology products across the board and deciding what are we keeping? What are we changing? How do we move forward and, and really adapt to the time? Yeah. Um, so that's really a lot of the things that we've been uh, working on. Challenges we've been facing. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're just going to go right into oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Keep, uh, keep rolling. One of the challenges is just adoption overall. How do you get people sure. to utilize something that they're not familiar with? Yeah. Um, a lot of the feedback I've been getting is once they're on it, it's great. It's just getting them to log in for the first time. Sure. Um, and so with Lambda Online, we're kind of making it the, the front door of the house, if you will, right? Mm -hmm. Like you need to access the house. You need to go through the front door to get to all of the Lambda Chi Office services. And that's uh, leadership skills, ideal man, right. um, Circle 1909. All of that will be available within Lambda Online. Yes. So that's one of the the things is just getting people to adopt the platform. But once the adoption happens, it, it's, it's very easy to get people to use it. This is a shameless plug for Lambda Online. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I think that we have come leaps and bounds from where we were even, you know, what, two, three years ago. Yeah. Um, Lambda Online is is very exciting, I think. And the mobile version is beautiful. So good job, Mike. Thank you. <laughs> um, How do I get there? 
Eat. Well, yes, that's a great question, that Doug. That's a great question. How do you get there? Well, if you want to get to the website, it's lambdaonline.org. That's lambdaonline.org. But if you want to go <laughs> get the mobile application, if you just go to the App Store either on iOS or Android, you yes. search Lambda, Lambda Chi, Lambda Online, any phrase that is with this organization, you will find the application. Yes. Um, and how do I how do I log in, Mike? Yeah, you just use your email address that you've provided us when you registered. And if you don't know what that is, you can log into my Lambda Chi, update your email address, and then you can log in. That sounds so easy. And yeah. then what happens? And then, and then what? Uh, yeah, once you log in, you get an email and text verification, and then you're you're logged in. Nice. Perfect. That yeah, that's that's so easy. Yeah. Um. Well, that's that's fantastic. So, what I guess what has been your favorite part of seeing you know this technology and and where we're going uh, change over the years? I think my favorite part is is trying to figure out what the next step is before everyone else takes that step. Mm-hmm. Um, with Lambda Online, it, it was it was finding that platform, right? Building that platform. But right. now it's what features can we add to it that people want that they may not know they want yet. Sure. Um, so it's really that adaptability and, and having the, the ability to, to try to predict what the next steps are is really what I enjoy doing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that you're exactly right. Um, you know, we're trying to get that email number down and having that push notification um, option is going to be huge, you know, because I feel like for me personally, I'm more apt to look at a, a text, you know, right. Versus if I get an email, I'm just like, ah, whatever. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's huge. And I think that that will continue um, our, our mission and what we're trying to do and just keep people in the know. Yeah. And being in the IT field, looking at people's inboxes, sometimes I see thousands of emails that are unread. So I'm sure if that tells you anything about email, that's fair. Well, I think the other benefit too, that's pretty cool about at least Lambda online is the fact that, you know, some of the responses we've gotten back is, well, I got to go over here to find this and I got to go over here to find that. I got to, now it's all centralized and it's all in the place. And and much like you, you know, the, the undergraduates at school, you know, they have one place where they go right. and look at their their finances. They have one place to go that they look for their syllabus. And yep. and so here is the same concept. Right. And so we we are trying to provide all of the resources in one nice little neat package and say, and, here you go and say, here you go. <laughs> but you have to get into it to yes. see it. Yeah. And, and what, what was it again? I lived online Thank you very much, Mike. Yes. Uh, and so looking forward, what's what's the next big thing? That's a great question. Um, so I, I mentioned the, the group of, of people who are going to be getting together to help us decide what that is going to be. Sure. Um, and we're looking at all software across the board. Um, that could be our database. That could be, once again, Lambda Online and figuring out what that looks like. Yeah. So there's a lot of pieces, even Circle 1909, we just built it, but we're looking at what that next iteration is going to be because yeah. we want to make sure that we are constantly evolving. We talk about the crossing crescent and ever growing. Yes. It's something that we, we've tried to apply to the, the IT mission is, is to always be ever growing and looking at what that next thing is so um yeah i i think we're we're in the process of trying to figure out what that next big step is yeah absolutely did you just say next big step i did next big step oh wow was that's a shout out to tad free (laughs) t-shirts well thank you mike that that was that was great (laughs) yes may i I interject for a second of course i want to give some uh kudos to the to the men that have spoken thus far i i keep hearing them say we and for those of you that don't know, they have very small teams here at the office administration, mm-hmm. uh, but they've done an amazing job of finding uh, best in class yeah. partners in the particular field to uh, increase our ability, our ability to create better programs, create them in a timely fashion and do it in a in a costly way rather than having to build everything ourselves. Yeah. Uh, so from. Uh, you know, Doug working not only with Movember, the American Red Cross, but then with uh, new partners, which will be announcing very soon mm-hmm. uh, on the commercial development scale. And then Mike uh, finding uh, back end developers, UI, UX experts right. that can create that work with some of the biggest companies in the world, but are working with us because they're excited about our mission and about our ability to have impact. Yeah. Uh, so uh, when you hear us, when you hear them say we, 
out there. There's very few we here at the office <laughs> administration. We're, we're trying to extend and, and, and yeah. build better and faster for you by using experts. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. Um, so, Troy, while while you're on the mic, why don't you tell us um, some of your biggest wins? Well, if you just take a look at our, our results, I mean, we're we're winning. Yeah, the uh, we're growing and uh, we're growing externally and we're growing internally. When I say externally, we think we're going to end this year with the 25 percent more members than we started 2019 with. So, oh, that's in a, huge. In a, you know, almost five year period, we'll have added about 2,500 net new members, which gets us back to the membership numbers around 2015, 2016, before you started to see a, a demographic decline sure. uh, in men going to college. So Lambda Chi Alpha's membership is growing while there are fewer and fewer men going to college and fewer and fewer men staying in college. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at a conference a couple of weeks ago and last year, 70% of freshman males, excuse me, 30% dropped out. Only 70% finished the first year of school. Wow. So uh, men now make up 39% of those starting college. Mm-hmm. And then 30% of us drop out after the first semester. But we're not seeing that at Lambda Chi Alpha. Hmm. In fact, our initiation percentage has gone up about 15%. So we're, we have more men that are associating that are becoming members. Yeah. And we're staying longer. Our, our, uh, we're seeing record um I'm trying to think of the, what's the term that somebody who hasn't spent their career in business would know for, for churn. Retention. Retention. Yeah. <laughs> We're retaining more members. <laughs> I get in trouble for going into business speak during these podcasts. <laughs> so sometimes I have a brain freeze when that, the business term pops into hey, my it's head. it's all good. Uh, so we, that tells us though that our programming is working. Right. right. So the ideal man program, the leadership skill certification mm-hmm. program, uh, utilizing coaches to build stronger, more impactful relationships with high pies and high alphas is working. Yeah. But growth means nothing if we're not doing more for our men and more for society. And you can see that we are because in the last year, our GPA has increased dramatically, almost uh, 8%. Wow. So think about that. If it was at a, I mean, we're like, if you go home and tell your parents you got a 3.0 and you, or you go home and tell your parents you got a 3.25, they're going to be a lot happier with mm-hmm. the 3.25. Oh, yeah. And we're having amazing outcomes on the philanthropic level between mm-hmm. uh, the, we, we've earned the right to have a philanthropic partnership with the, the Red Cross. Right. They were very dismissive when we, when we started talking to them, who would blame them, right? A fraternity. I don't understand what this is. Sure. Um, gosh, there's just going to be really hard to work with 180 chapters, but we've shown them through the the actions of our members. Right. Uh, that no, we are somebody that they can gr- work with and grow with. And then through November, uh, for those of you that don't know, for the, the last two years, we have won the 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 Greek challenge. Sure have. This year we won by like twenty five thousand dollars, and there was only one higher at institution greater than us. And that was Syracuse University, the entire university. Wow. So our members have really thrown themselves into Movember uh, and they're doing so much to raise awareness and money for for men's health. So that is awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. So in your opinion, you know, I know we've talked about uh, the programs and all of these draws, but is there anything else that you think is really just keeping our members engaged and, you know, helping them stay in college and be engaged after college, because I feel like we've seen a really drastic imp- increase in in that engagement. So anything uh, I mean, at, at the at the collegiate brother level, you know, I, I just we've made a specific choice as Justin pointed out earlier to try to drive value. Yeah. How do I make this experience more immediate, pertinent and relevant for the member so that it meets their needs today, meets their needs as a sophomore, a junior, a senior, and gives them something when they graduate that they Mm -hmm. can take with them. Yeah. Um, Versus and a lot of this and I am sure that the folks that came before us would have done the same thing had they had the tech, same technology. Yeah, that's we're, a good point. We're blessed to have technology that makes our ability to connect mm-hmm. uh, so so much more uh, immediate. Yeah, and I think that that is 
that is one of the, one of the keys. Our, our coaches have done an amazing job building relationships Absolutely. at the officer level. I think the training specialist by being, having office hours to work with, you know, when I was high tall 572 years ago, <laughs> there, wow. there was nobody, <laughs> there was nobody ago. to help me. I, I, I had to go find a professor <laughs> right. on campus, but now at Lambda Chi, we have somebody there all the time yeah. to help you if you don't know how to do something as an officer. So yeah. I think that's also uh, been very useful. Yeah. And I think that's, that's pretty unique, you know, because I can't think of an organization, like thinking back to my collegiate career of something where I could go that wasn't like class, you know, where I could go to in like an office hours that would help me in the role that I was in. So I, I think that that's really cool. And like you were talking about that technology, uh, you know, I, I walk around our office and I'm seeing our coaches and our training specialists on Zoom all the time and they're they're really engaged. And it's I think it's that, you know, quote unquote, face to face all the time, you know, that they can they can make those relationships. Well, that takes us to the great challenge. Yeah. Which is the world is changing around us right. so fast. The student is changing. Uh, the macro environment is changing. There's a, there's a demographic cliff coming with fewer and fewer men expected, not men, men and women, but definitely men after 2025. Yeah. Colleges, especially small colleges are expected to be closing. So there's this massive shift happening. Uh, we've got um, significant increases in men saying that they are unhappy, that they're lonely and not just collegiate age men, but men, uh, all the way through uh, through late adulthood mm -hmm. uh, are, are experiencing problems that we've never experienced before. Yeah. Now, technology giveth, technology taketh away. But it's incumbent upon us to figure out what are we going to do about it? How mm -hmm. are we going to uh, evolve and modify to meet the needs of today and tomorrow? Right. One of our great challenges is we... Every, every person listening to this podcast right now probably had an amazing experience as an undergraduate or you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. And what was what was there for me in 1990 to 1994 and a half uh, <laughs> fit my needs at that time perfectly. Right. But that world is not here anymore. Mm -hmm. And so what are we going to do today to be relevant tomorrow is what we have to constantly be thinking about. Right. That means we also have to look backwards because the great missing link in Lambda Chi Alpha is our ability to enrich, inspire and engage our alumni members and continue to give to them throughout their lifetime. Right. And this is really my primary focus as we move forward. How do we help that 20, 22 to 30 year old get the most out of that that as they're propelled into careers or propelled into, into marriage and early family, mm -hmm. how do we give them the tools and resources to be successful? Right. When they're a mid-career professional and they have all that crazy pressure that just comes with having to do everything at once, how do we provide them with relationships? How do we provide them with mentors to, to get them to the next step? Sure. Then when they're an executive, which is an incredibly lonely place, you need people there that know what, what you do mm -hmm. and can be there for you. So yeah. we have 238,000 brothers that are graduates of one of our, one of our Zetas. Yeah. Creating infrastructure and service and programs to continue to give to them determines whether or not we're here in 2123. Sure. Sure. So looking forward, what, what does that look like to you? Like how, how do we start doing these things? to make ourselves relevant? Well, step one, um, to go back to what uh, we've heard earlier, we're doing as much research as we can to try sure. to understand what people need. We did a, a, a significant alumni survey last year uh, and got uh, 7,000 responses. Mm -hmm. And it kind of told us, hey, listen, we want, we want to be connected to our brothers and we want to do good things together. Mm -hmm. So. Yes, we want to we want to meet for happy hour from time to time, but we want to meet and do a Habitat for Humanity build. Or we want to we want to 
partner together in our community to do a, a Red Cross blood drive. So our job is to help create the infrastructure. So we'll be building a team here at the Office of Administration that is designed and dedicated to providing these connection opportunities. Mm -hmm. We're also researching, hey, what technology is here that can make it much easier for us to make a one-to-one -one connection? So for example, let's say I moved to Portland mm -hmm. and today's graduate, according to the research, is gonna move to five different cities throughout their, their career. Man. <laughs> I've, I've moved to five different cities. Yeah. It's lonely when you move in. Yeah, definitely. So there are technological tools that'll make it so that you can connect to Lambda Chi's in that area and be invited to things that make you and your, your spouse feel at home right away. Yeah. Uh, we have this amazing opportunity to create a career network. Mm -hmm. We have to do that. Yeah. Right. We, we have to take advantage of, of this opportunity. The Lambda Chi Alpha Network should be more powerful than the Harvard network, the USC network, the, the University of Michigan network, mm -hmm. because we not only have the cognitive connection, we have a relational and experiential connection Definitely. and it's founded on shared values. So this is our, this is our big build. And the cool thing is, think about this. If our founding fathers it, between 18 and 22 could build Lambda Chi, <laughs> then we can build this. Oh, for sure. For sure. Sky's the limit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so I wanted to, Mike, now go into some some big takeaways. Right. Uh, so everyone's takeaway from this conversation and maybe something that you're excited for in, in the next fiscal year. Uh, so, Justin, we'll start with you. Oh, things I'm excited for in the next fiscal year. <laughs> uh, so this is going to sound odd. Okay. We are, we've, we've done a lot of new in Lambda Chi the last three years. <laughs> yes. We are now in implementation. Uh -huh. Implementation is hard. It is a grind. Um, but that excites me because we need to get through this to get to where our vision and goals are. So um, I'm excited to see the impact that as we see more and more adoption, uh, whether that's leadership skills, whether that's ideal man, whether that's Lambda online, whatever it is. But as and adoption goes up, what the impact is. And we're going to study this. We're going to measure it. Um, and also then, you know, what else are we, what are we going to learn along the way? Mm -hmm. Right. As, as we, uh, there are things, issues, problems, uh, discoveries that we have no idea about that we are going to figure out as we, uh, move forward. So that is, that is what I'm looking forward to most. Yeah. Fantastic. Doug. Well, I've, I teased a couple things, so um, there's some cool things coming down the pike. But in, in like Justin, the engagement is what I'm what I'm just so excited about. Definitely. Because we are now in a position where, you know, the new is we've got new out there. We have new programming coming down the pike. But now we have something we can hold on to and we can sit there and we can watch this happen. I mean, when you're at these events and you have these discussions with these undergraduates and they're taking advantage of this their eyes tell you so much you can look in their eyes and they are excited about lambda chi definitely they're excited about their future and it's a part of what troy talked about it's a part of that belonging they're mm -hmm. excited about it belonging and so when i look at all the things that we do yeah it's really cool but really when i see that it makes it all worth it yeah it's that human element absolutely yeah love that mike um i would say that my biggest, and, and and I could be reading between the lines a little bit here, is that we're focusing on the Lambda Chi Alpha member as a whole, not just undergraduates, not just alumni, but we're really trying to improve the member experience um, in, in multiple facets. And I think sure. if, if you look Lambda Chi five years down the road, you're going to see a completely different organization when it comes to the way that we service our members. Um, and, and so I, 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 that is what my biggest takeaway is. And that's what I'm most excited about is, is to be a part of this organization and really adapting to the member experience as a whole from the time you join Lambda Chi to the time you die yeah. is, is that we are really trying to improve that experience for everybody. Right. Absolutely. And Troy? Well, I get, uh, I get judged on results. So I'm looking for <laughs> continued <laughs> results. Yeah. Uh, an Absolutely. organization that has over 10,000 collegiate brothers mm -hmm. that uh, has 500 young men take advantage of these certifications and prepare themselves for, for life after graduation, uh, for a, a GPA 
that's over 3.3 and is the highest of, of uh, any fraternal organization right. uh, in, in North America and continued demonstrated good. So next year, uh, we, we want to raise over $100,000 from November. And we want to save a thousand lives with the Red Cross. Yes. So if we can do those things, then that tells us that all of the the work and all of the programs that we've just talked talked about are, are are having the desired outcome. Right. And they're changing the world in which we live because we exist. Yes. Yeah. Why we're here. Yeah. Absolutely. Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to thank you all so much for being here and and providing us uh, a little glimpse into, you know, all the good work that we're doing here and all the, the exciting things coming up. So thank you so much for your time. Uh, we do appreciate it. I was flipping to my phone and I was trying to find this Lambda Online again. Can you tell me again where this is? Yeah, that is LambdaOnline.org. Or you can go to the App Store on uh, iPhone or Android and look at look up Lambda Kai in the App Store and you will find the app. It's green. You've been listening to Chop Talk. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thank you all. So I enjoyed the conversation. I, I it's it's nice to get an update from from yeah. everybody in the room and, and really just to see where mm-hmm. Lean Kai Alpha was and where we are now and, and all yeah. of those fun things. Well, I think that these are some of my favorite conversations because, you know, I feel like I don't really get to just like sit down and talk with Troy or Justin on a daily basis. It's hard to get everyone in the same room. It really is. You know, these these podcasts take take months of planning. They do. They do. <laughs> so it, it's pretty cool to have everyone in one room and kind of hear what everyone is doing, working on, right. innovating. Um, it's it's really neat. And I think between between these three guys, you know, and yourself, Mike, it's it's really cool to see where we're going. Yeah. Yeah. I think we have a great team in place to really start advancing the mission of Lambda Chi Alpha. Yeah. For this century. Yeah, absolutely. And for this, this undergraduate alumni base, like we, we need to be progressive in what we do and we need to change and evolve and develop. Like right. all of those things need to happen simultaneously. Yeah, exactly. Um, You know, and I think what Troy was saying of it's, it's going to be a little dicey, you know, yeah. for, for higher education um, institutions, organizations, because it, it is uncertain what's yep. going to happen in the next, you know, 20 to 30 to 40 years you right. know, down the road. And so it's like, how do we how do we continue to evolve um, and be relevant? And I think that that is that is the driving force of a lot of this is how do we stay relevant for our members and provide them with the best experience right. for the longest amount of time? Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah. So it's 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 exciting. Yeah. Um, and selfishly, I feel like I get to have a hand in all of these mm-hmm. things. Um, so that's really cool, too, that I get to kind of see all of these things come to life. Right. So I I do enjoy that. Oh, good. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we we want to thank everyone um, for listening and for our three guests today. Uh, four, if you count you, Mike. Yeah, you're a guest today. I am. <laughs> yay. Yeah, yay. Uh, yes, it's it's always it's always a good conversation. So I'm glad that we were able to do this. Yeah, awesome. Well, on behalf of myself, Taylor, and everyone here at the Office of Administration, thanks for listening. <laughs>